You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT365, and of course, we are proudly sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference, October 9th through the 11th in San Diego. And before we jump into today's topic, I was going to jump into our new segment where we're going to kind of cover some of the NFTs that we've been buying for our uh, Mint 365 project. And you know, part of the the beauty of this project, and maybe the curse of the project, is that no matter how the market is, no matter uh, where crypto is, no matter where the NFT market is, and none of those things really uh, impact or change the fact that we are buying an NFT every single day for a year. And I want to kind of just share you know, the last three days, uh, the NFTs that we've bought leading up till today. Uh, we haven't bought today's NFT yet, uh, but I do have my eyes on one. Uh, the Mint uh, drops a little bit later today um, on Solana. So for anyone that's over there on Solana, you can check out magiceden.io. That will uh, kind of give you a some of the ones that are over there in their launch pad. But I wanted to kind of tap back into like, you know, some of the things that I've been looking at, you know, as I look at projects, you know, it's been interesting because, you know, a lot of projects that I think are good that have a decent mint price are, are not, are not selling right now because not only because of market conditions, but because of the free mint craze. And also I think there's just like a little bit of skepticism at the moment of like, wait a second, why are we paying up front? for something like we don't know what to do, what is up ahead that is going to be delivered. And I'll just say like that is something that we have to just be aware of that is like kind of a state of mind of today's you know NFT buyers. There are a lot of people that are looking to to buy a free mint and then uh you know flip that for a decent amount very shortly, right? And you know you have you have some you know the meme culture continues to prove its value. You know memes are are really undefeated on the internet. Uh, you know, the God hates NFTs uh, meme, uh, you know, NFT drop that happened, I guess a couple of days now. Um, they're now up over, you know, over one ETH uh, from that project, from that drop. You know, it, it is a meme. It is kind of making fun of the protests. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you never know really what's going to catch fire. Um, I'm, you know, I'm for one of one. I like the memes that are more positive twisted, not negative twisted, but that's just personally. But you know, one of the, you know, back uh, a couple of days ago, uh, one of the projects, and, and it's actually one of the projects I've mentioned a lot here on the podcast, you know, there are certain expansion projects versus derivative projects that I really like. Uh, and mainly it's because of the community that is formed around them. Uh, and it's been less about the original art and more about like, what does it mean to create something um, kind of outside of that. And so the OX Apes, which is the expansion apes project, um, I minted originally, I think six or seven of them. They had to change contracts. They, they changed contracts pretty seamlessly. Um, and then we were able to transfer them over. Um, since then, I've flipped out of uh, a couple of them. So I still had four. Um, and they've been actually a, a project that's held pretty well on the floor price. 
um, over these these times. And I've really just loved, you know, I, I would argue that they are one of the most active discords that I've seen for a uh, a 10,000 K, you know, PFP project. And, and mostly it's not about like floor price or the project itself, but it's more about like, what does it mean uh, to come together? And there's like this, the idea of the Amber wave. Well, the reason I bring them up is that they just recently dropped um, their first kind of like um, part two mint and they're calling it the tribe odyssey. And so the odyssey collection we added to our collection here, but you know, the interesting thing on it was that they, they rolled out their mint price at 0.20 ETH, which is pretty high for this current state. Uh, and if you had any OX apes in your wallet currently, you got a discount on the mint for 0.15. Now, I believe that the original uh, collection was rolled out uh, over 10,000 is what they are trying to mint out. And you know, I think anyone could have predicted probably that there was no way at that mint price during this current market that that was going to mint out unless there was kind of just an all of a sudden wave of hype or momentum. Um, and what they ended up doing is, you know, they had told everyone that already has one that you're going to be able to do your claims, a one for one claim. And I think, all, you know, a lot of projects now, you know, it's this difference between an airdrop or a claim, and we can debate both of those. But um, you were able last night, they closed the mint off and you were able to actually uh, claim for one for one. So if you had three OX apes, you got to claim three additional tribe odysseys. And so we added one of those to our collection, mainly because, I mean, the track record of that community, the track record of the team, and also the previews of the art and some of the things that they have uh, in the works. You know, I know um, that the team behind it also has some partnerships lined up with some um, some brands, uh, which is why I think they're also kind of moving towards this like tribe uh, branding. And uh, this is something that we also want to look at, you know, one of the things that, that I'm trying to better understand every day when we're researching these NFTs are what are some of the trends that are either upcoming or trends that they're, that projects are trying to create. And I believe one of them is announcing like your partnerships and your collaborations actually pre-mint, right? But in the past, I feel like that's something that usually came out like in phase one or phase two of the utility drop where all of a sudden a project, an NFT project would announce their you know partnerships. And it could be just like a partnership with another um, project. It could be a partnership with a brand. It could be a partnership with a platform. Um, and so I, I think that is actually a trend uh, that has really been interesting to watch. And then of course, another trend um, and the one we minted uh, two days ago, which is the uh, therapists um, and has a really cool art uh, behind it, but they are marrying, you know, their line is they're marrying art with mindfulness and mental health. Now they did a, the part of the reason I, I was attracted to this collection was first of all, they did a 2,222 collection. So it was a smaller collection, which I think was a smart play as far as um, kind of like the attachment to understanding um, the market, right? I think trying to mint at, you know, and their mint price, I believe was a 0.06. Um, that we minted them. Uh, I do believe they are sold out now at their 2,222 pieces. But I also just really like that, you know, they have a lot of their storytelling um, and their kind of commitment to the mindfulness mental health conversation um, is kind of integrated into the art, into their their Twitter following, um, even to the things that they amplify. And so I think, you know, for me, that was one of the ones that I, I really found interesting. And then yesterday, this is the one I, I was excited to also just talk about here on the podcast is the XOXO um, by Maya and I think it's Yuda. Um, they are they are two artists, uh, I, I would say the cartoonist and artists that have been creating um, online content for years, apparently. I was not uh, super familiar with them. I, had, I think I'd seen some of their things over the years. But 
they have a collection. It's called XOXO NFT um, underscore IO. And their art is is great, but their track record, right? When I when I went and like looked through their their social channels and I was checking out, you know, some of the things that they had in the works, um, I was beyond impressed on what they've been building for years. And I mentioned before, one of these trends happens to be like projects kind of announcing their partnerships. Well, part of their and actually this is actually how it got on my radar originally was they actually announced that they are they have locked in a long term partnership with Samsung Mobile and that some of the people that minted the one of those first 2222 are going to be getting a, a Galaxy Z Flip, a Galaxy Watch or Galaxy Buds, right? So AirBuds or Air, you know AirPods. And I thought, wow, that's actually something interesting on top of this, right? Because we've seen We've seen some giveaways, we've seen some um, partnerships, but like I really do love the idea of, you know, and, and I'm actually a fan of it doing it not random, right? I actually like the idea of if a certain project mints picking a certain property that a art has, right? So maybe it's the art that has a pink background or has, um, you know, the backwards hat and everyone that has the backwards hat is going to win something or whatever that property is. Um, and I actually think like there's some really interesting ways that you can kind of um, encourage secondary market, encourage actually even mint holding, right? Like for this project, you know, now that they've sold out, you know, the only people that are going to qualify for um, the Samsung giveaway are for those that you have to be the original minter of the project, which if you remember correctly, that's actually been a prediction of mine for a while was how do we, how do we start to reward those that are our most loyalist, which those are holding on to your mint. And so I, I believe I saw a tweet from them today, let me see what it was. Um, that they only have, I think there's only seven that are for sale at the moment, or maybe maybe six. Oh, there's six that are listed at the moment, right? So if you think about that, that's a pretty interesting, um, you know, change or interesting, uh, you know, kind of byproduct of of this space. And they also have a legacy collection, right? And I think you know, for anyone that like looks at, you know, I like projects that are rolling out like small collections and then a little bit larger collections, right? Ones that are large rolling out. Um, you know, different, not only different size uh, collections, but they're kind of proof of, of work as far as some of the other projects or other pe- things that they've actually already rolled out. And to me, that's a, that's a big one. I think that's actually one that we're going to see more projects on. So those are the three that we've minted in the last three days. Um, I'm actually excited all three of these. Uh, you know, I, I will say, you know, last week there wasn't as many that were um, as exciting to me, but these three I think are going to be great holds for um, our project and, and, and really, you know, some of the things we have coming uh, down the pipe for showing off uh, our collection. Now, with all that being said, you know, one of the phrases that I used, uh, I believe it was last episode actually with uh, David Bianchi is this idea, and it's a, fra- it's a keynote that I've given for a long while. And the keynote is always it, the, the premise, and actually I gave it at HubSpot, um, Back in, oh, wow, this, I think this was 2017, 2016. And what I was doing is I was working with brands to better define their social media value, right? And I have this you know, thing that many of you have heard me say called screenshot awesomeness, which is just a simple concept of every time something good happens, you should take a screenshot of it or take a picture of it and put it into a folder on your computer. Uh, it's great for, for proving value. It's a great for getting over imposter syndrome. It's great for staying motivated when you're not feeling like doing things that you want to do. I do it here with a podcast, right? Every time someone writes a nice review or we get a tweet that says, you know, how much someone loves the podcast, I take a screenshot and I put it into a folder. Um, and if there's a day where I'm not feeling it or I'm like, why am I doing this? Or why are people listening to me? I, I can dive into that. 
And that's always been something that I've kind of um, worked to inspire, to motivate people to kind of documenting uh, the good moments that are happening around us. And then the talk that I'm referring to is this idea that, you know, that limitations inspire creativity. And limitations inspire creativity really for me was really about like, you know, when everything is crowded, when everyone, when there's a lot of attention on things, or when we've all just kind of defaulted to, to measuring one thing or, or looking at one thing, um, it's important to, to now get creative with ways to like kind of measure outside of the box. And one of them could be the easiest one, which has been pretty much social media, which actually plays pretty well into this NFT conversation, is that, you know, like in social media, we, we, we would have laughed, you know, let's just say 15 years ago, if we would have told you you know, we are measuring the success of a project based on time. How many times people click a thumbs up button? And most people in business will be like, well, how does thumbs up buttons relate to business and sales? Like, how does that, how is that correlation? Right. And uh, I often joke about like, you know, the billboards on the side of the road, right. The part of the data that they share are, you know, projected eyeballs that, that are appear, you know, on that billboard. But there's a lot of data within that that doesn't make a lot of sense. And so it's been interesting, like in the social media game, like when I look at, you know, measuring success on social media and for some of the brands and campaigns that I've worked on in the past, we work hard at going beyond the vanity metrics or just the metrics that are, are there um, at our disposal. And I've said that a lot here on the podcast, right? Like I don't like to look at just floor price to understand um, the the current state of a project, right? I want to look at you know volume in the last twenty four hours, volume in the last seven days. I want to look at average uh, pr- sale price of that collection, right? The the floor price might be low, but the average price might be a much higher level of what people are a- on average buying or selling, right? And and this can be you know good or bad, right? There are some projects where I'm like, wow, they've done a great job of of holding their floor price. But then if you look at it, they've literally not had a sale above the floor price in 30 days. So if you're holding a more rare one of their NFTs, now you have to question, is this rare NFT actually worth holding on to if the majority of people aren't willing to pay anything above floor price or whatever that may be? Now, with limitations inspire creativity, I also look at like the limitations of the blockchain or even the limitations of the marketplaces that we have today, right? And and part of that can come into the idea that says like where can we where can we look to innovate, but also where can we look to, you know, I, I would argue we need there because this is the this is the problem that ends up happening is that when people look to get creative with their NFT drop or creative with their their upcoming project. Part of it is we get creative with like the the words, and I, I'm guilty of this too. So I'm, let's just say we. This is definitely a, this is definitely a we scenario, right? We get creative with like the naming of things because we're like, oh, I don't want to name mine a whitelist. I'm gonna name mine the super special uh, friends of friends best friends list for for all of my cool kids. And we're like that that's cooler than naming it a whitelist, right? And 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 we get we 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 oftentimes like we add complexity for no reason. And we think we're getting creative, which ultimately is is probably doing us more harm than it is doing us good. And then on top of that, we also don't think about the, the concept of, you know, what are the current limitations? 
And then what are our goals or our definition of success? Now, this is something I stress a lot. In every NFT that you're buying as a collector, as well as any NFT project that you are launching as a uh, as an NFT founder, one of the things that you're going to really want to hone in on is like, what does success look like for that project? What does the success look like for you purchasing this NFT? And I will tell you, one of the hard ones is like, what does the success look like when you're buying a, a free mint NFT? That's a hard one. And, you know, it's funny, I'm actually, I, I've kind of come to the realization that, you know, the, the, the added element and like the amount of time it takes to, to flip some of the free NFTs or try to take a flyer and get lucky um, does, is, is too great. It's actually taking too much of my time to where now, even if I get early access to a free mint, I'm actually not partic- participating in many of them. Um, and part of that is just because now I'm having to, I have to define what success is for me and how I'm kind of using my time and the things that are around me. Now, with that being said, you know, the idea of like limitations inspire creativity. Well, one of them can really come into the idea of discord. There are a lot of us that hate discord. There are a lot of people that complain about discord, but for the most part, discord has become kind of like a, a default or a de facto for pretty much every NFT project. And, you know, it, it has its reasons, right? It allows us to organize some of our content into categories, allows us to connect Web3 tools. It allows some uh, anonymity to, to the platforms where you don't have to have a, you know, a first name, last name. You don't have to KYC or any of those type of things. But really in a bigger picture of what, you know, I think Discord, what we have to look at is what are the limitations that Discord currently is, is presenting us with and then what are the ways that we can either get around them, we can actually supplement those limitations, or in some cases, what can we use in, you know, in combination with Discord so that we can help amplify that, right? We, for us here on the podcast, like one of them is that, you know, a lot of people are like, Brian, I just can't keep my notifications on in Discord because there's just too much noise and everyone's Discord's going on, but I don't want to miss you know, what is happening or what's going on in, um, with the podcast and with things that you have going on. I was like, okay, well we launched a text message service, right? An SMS service. And and it's in the show notes here of the show where you can actually just sign up for SMS messages. And we only send a couple messages, if a couple messages a week on updates and things that we have going on, maybe some announcements. But in that way, we, we technically are, are understanding the limitations of discord and we're getting creative, we're providing another solution, but we're not eliminating Discord, right? Because this is the other thing that I, I believe we, we are getting into like a weird gray area where we are also kind of living in this like all or nothing world where it's like, well, I'm either using Discord or screw Discord, I'm not using it at all. Well, what if you use Discord for only certain things that it worked really well for and then everything else you supplemented? Right. Or I hear people saying, well, we're not going to do, you know, we're not going to do a um, let's just say something like, you know, we're not going to do staking of our NFTs on our platform because, you know, it's too complicated. And uh, when you stake an NFT, you know, they are it's oftentimes confusing for the, uh, you know, the holder. And I'm going to vouch for that because I actually uh, thankfully was going through some of my one of my spreadsheets and realized, oh, wait a second. I have three NFTs that are in a collection that uh, and it's the gambling apes that I didn't even realize, I completely forgot that I had them because they're staked in that contract. So they're not in my wallet physically at this moment. They are, are staked and I'm earning some return on them. 
But if it wasn't for that spreadsheet, I probably would probably take another month or so for me to remember that I even had them, you know, staked into a contract. So that's actually is something that, you know, is, is rather interesting. And, and I've actually seen a couple contracts, projects that said, you know what, we believe this is a problem, but we're going to give people when they stake their NFT, we're going to give them a placeholder NFT that lets them remember that they have one currently staked into you know, a website or into a contract. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a great job of like using the limitations to inspire creativity. The other part of like limitations inspire creativity is that, you know, the beauty I look at NFTs when someone, you know, when we're, you know, as we're kind of pulling together the launch of our NFT project with Superpowered, you know, part of that is really like, what can we make sure that we deliver from the start? But then what are our, what, what things we want to add on? And, you know, we're really focused on this choose your own adventure um, type utility, right? Where we're going to give lots of different options for you that are, that end up holding our, our, our NFT to decide which type of utility matters most to you. And if you're not going to, uh, in real life events, you shouldn't have to, um, you know, have that, you know, the NFTs value that shouldn't be something you miss out on, right? You should be able to, you know, kind of, let's just say cash in that part of the utility for a different part of the utility. And, and that's something that we're looking at. But I will tell you the, the hard part of, on all of this is that the more that you add those creative, innovative elements, the more you have to worry about education, the more we have to do, you know, uh, handholding, the more videos we have to create, the more documentation that we have to have. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we're hoping that this is the week that we're able to push out uh, our merchandise um, here for the podcast. Well, you know, part of that is like we are trying to innovate. We are trying to do something, you know, without, you know, really trying to push the limits of Spotify, of Shopify, uh, push the limits of token gating across multiple blockchains. But also I want to provide really custom experiences and I'm not really willing um, to, to uh, you know, to, you know, in a way I'm not really willing to sacrifice what I believe is a true Web3 style experience for getting something out faster or getting out something that, um, you know, maybe doesn't check all those boxes. But I also understand with that comes, you know, could come some frustration and some things that are going in there. The other part of limitations inspire creativity is I actually think of this at in real life events. So IRL events, kind of like where we're at NFT NYC. We of course have been at Miami NFT week, you know, the current sponsor of our podcast with crypto business conference, you know, conference that we are involved in. Um, You know, one of the things that I look at as far as limitations inspire creativity is that if we're looking at like the things that, you know, let's say we're going to do a meetup um, at a physical event, right? One of the things that is not a, a good feeling that I feel like a lot of NFT projects have is that there are people that are the haves within a project and there are the people that they wish they could have, but they either don't have access, they don't have money, they don't have time, they don't have a babysitter, they don't have you know, the opportunity to travel um, that many do. One of the things that we can do when it comes to creativity, limitations inspire creativity, it's not just about like, hey, like let's put up a camera um, in the meetup and let people see what's going on. But let, let's take a step back and say, what are the things about IRL events that are things that people you know, are, find worth going to? And then how can we reimagine them online, right? And, and part of it needs to be to provide an experience for those that are kind of missing out, right? And so this is where I, I feel like we in Web3 can really take back this ownership conversation, right? Because you know, what would Instagram be without all of us adding our content to it? It would be nothing. 
what would YouTube be if people stopped uploading YouTube videos or we stopped watching YouTube? Well, part of that has been like, how crazy is it that like we as you know, users and as creators have been the driving force of what has created value on those platforms. Yet, unfortunately, the value as far as the financial monetization value has only really ever existed um, for the, the actual, you know, those that play at YouTube, right? And that, that disconnection. Well, that's kind of like in IRL events where there's really, you know, an IRL event is really only as great as the people that show up, right? We talk about the serendipity and the people that are around us. Well, if I'm an NFT project founder as an NFT project founder, one of the things that I want to think about is not only providing like a meetup experience offline, but how can I take out the things like serendipity, like um, access to the founders, like, um, you know, uh, the idea of collaboration with other people and, uh, and events, or even just a layer of fun. Like I will tell you, like this is actually something that for me has hit me a little bit hard. And I, I have to admit, like when we started game night in in our Discord, and, and you know, and shout out to to Carter and and the entire team that puts on. You know, Kevin does uh, the music side of it, and um, everyone that shows up uh, for our game nights on Thursday nights in our Discord. I remember being like. I'm not too sure about game night in our, in our discord. And then it like kind of hit me over the last couple of months was like, wait a second, it allows us an entry point to get to know each other and play games and, and adds another layer of creativity and fun. And, you know, if you remember all the way back, whenever I had uh, my, my, one of our, our past episodes um, about really just what it, what were NFTs, you know, originally created for, right? And what, what were, you know, why were they called the Board Ape Yacht Club? And, and what were some of those initial things was like, there were elements of like fun, right? And we have like, fun can often like times become like, we talk about gaming or we talk about the metaverse, which <laughs> I might have to argue against the idea of the metaverse being fun at the moment. It's more like a ghost town. But the thing that actually that, that I tied back in was like, wow, wait a second. We, we, part of the thing that we love about in-person events is the music, the fun, the fact that we are kind of taken out of our element and we're given an experience. Well, what if we were able to do that more for the online, for those that weren't able to be participating, right? What if we were able to have a comedy show or, um, I have a good friend that does, you know, some different, um, like games and tricks and like parties and, and things, um, in a virtual environment. What if we were able to bring that, um, in a virtual experience and allow those that are, are cons- you know, that are, aren't able to travel to an IRL meetup uh, to experience that, right? What if we were able to, you know, pipe in some kind of exclusive experience through music, maybe hiring, you know, one of the NFT musicians that we're a fan of here on the podcast, like Sammy Ariega or Violetta or Spotty Wi-Fi, or, you know, there's tons of great uh, musicians that are in this space as well. And so that's really where I, I think we have to look at. And I think right now is a great time. Like we hear a lot of people talking about like, uh, you know, with the market being a bear market, not a beer market. I, I tweeted out this morning uh, a tweet that I, and I fat finger and I mistype a lot. Pretty much if there's a tweet coming out that's miss that has a typo in it, I can almost guarantee it's coming from my fat fingers. I have very fat thumbs and I uh, misspell a lot of things. It's a combination of fat thumbs, just getting things out there. It's my ADHD and dyslexia. It's a whole, you know, hodgepodge that I have going on here, but I, I called it the beer market, not the bear market. And, you know, as a, as a beer fan that I've never met a beer I didn't like, I thought that ended up being funny. And, and all of you that replied and the gifts that came in, uh, I thought made for a pretty entertaining uh, 4th of July this morning. Um, but the, the, during this like bear market where, 
people are there's less ability for us to sell, less ability for us to uh, to actually you know kind of change. One of the things that I've been stressing is that I don't believe everyone has to create their own NFT project. That I actually think you can take ownership and have a role in other projects that you love. And that can return massive value, massive dollars to you as a, as a creator. And one of them I look at is like, if you are, if you are someone that is an artist or a creative and you have something that you can provide the, the other holders, why not start thinking about how can you present that to the founders in ways that you want to, you want to add to the community. Right. And I think this is one that I think discord could really use, right? Like we do, we do a DJ night, um, pretty much I'd say almost every month here uh, in our discord where we have different DJs that are coming in and playing music. Some of them take requests, some of them, you know, show off their, you know, uh, DJing talents that they have online. But, you know, for me, like part of that is also like, what other talents do you have in, within our community that people are wanting to share and kind of, you know, add, um, you know, value to our you know, world, right? There might be some financial planners. There might be some uh, organizers. There might be some people that are great at crafting or um, great. There might be some people that are just really great at um, visual design and branding. And, and why not have a, a night where we did, you know, someone can volunteer their time to, you know, brand, help, you know, everybody kind of, re-examine their brand or take a look at their digital footprint or whatever that may be. And then you like, there can be even things from, you know, comedy to talent shows to, uh, you know, you know, everything from, I was even watching Joey Chestnut and a hot dog eating contest, right? Like what if we are able to not only integrate fun within our web three world, but what, what does like fun look like in NFT form? Like think about that from like a utility, right? And that's where I think limitations inspire creativity like our ability to be creative with the way that we add utility the way that we provide value the way that we integrate offline and online and what if we were able to take things and like i mean like i like one of my favorite games cards against humanity i'm a huge fan of that i you know I, I like playing poker but i also have a hell of a lot of fun uh because i like to read people's language i like to be able to predict how people are going to react to certain things um but what if we were able to like add those type of components within existing NFT projects or, you know, one of the projects that we minted here in our collection, it was a while ago now, it was probably two months ago, um, is actually a, a card game in NFT form, right? So you actually hold these cards uh, and off the, I can't remember the exact name of it. Maybe I'll, I'll pull it up for a future episode, but there, you know, there's some really cool ways that we can really rethink about like not only what does fun look like, but what is, you know, what are all these different components of, uh, of web three present us. And, and I think we can really kind of think outside the box and hopefully kind of change the way that we kind of imagine uh, certain things in our, you know, web three world. And so hopefully you'll take that advantage to, you know, let's, let's look at the limitations that we are currently dealing with and let's get creative. I, I'd love to hear more about what are some of the creative things that many of you listeners are thinking about or that you would love to see in projects. That's another one that people forget. Like if you have a great idea, sharing that with other you know, founders. There's a lot of founders that probably haven't even thought of some of the things that you would think about that you would love to add to the you know different shows and things that are going on. So definitely take advantage uh, of doing that. 
Um, of course, you know, shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference, that will be happening in San Diego, October 9th through the 11th. Um, some great tracks on all components of Web3, from crypto to metaverse to NFTs, uh, and really focused on, you know, an action forward uh, event, which I, I'm excited to be a part of, excited to, you know, to not only be able to collaborate, but to hopefully, you know, inspire some uh, creativity uh, amongst uh, all of our friends here. So, yeah, if you want to check them out, it is social media exam com slash nft365 so social media examiner.com slash nft365 check out the event hope to see many of you in october and i'll just kind of wrap this by saying you know one of the the things that you know i've stressed a lot when it comes to you know what web3 can provide us is that i hope we can take a lot of the problems that we have in the world today and find ways to change the narrative to make a difference to really reinvent the way the, that certain problems exist. And, you know, I think the, the beauty of this is revolved around like our freedom, the freedom that, you know, thank you to those that have served, those that are serving those families of those that have served in, in the military that have protected us, you know, over the years, you know, for, I know it was, it was Canada day last week. It is, uh, 4th of July here today. Um, and, you know, one of those things about, you know, celebrating independence and celebrating, you know, our freedom. And, you know, as bad as the, the things are with things happening around the world at the moment, I, I think the opportunity for us to not only come together, but to really find solutions to help, you know, mitigate some of the problems and then also like stand up and be heard. Right. And, and I'm excited. We have a couple um, people coming on the podcast over the next week that are really doing some really cool social um, campaigns, social DAOs um, and projects that I believe are pushing the limits. And I also think um, part of it is that, you know, to, we, we can't just live in a world where uh, we complain that, that not enough is being done. We have to really be the ones um, that are taking action and taking action and making, you know, a global impact. So hopefully everyone, um, you know, takes advantage of that and, and realizes that we have this opportunity in front of us to really be those that, you know, change the future, not just talk about what the, you know, the current state or the past um, that we aren't happy with. So with that being said, my friends, as always, make it a great day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Cheers. This show is not for-